Hello, and welcome again to yet another episode of Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to media and pop culture. Your girl will likely drag you to. This is Alex. And I am Matt. And we apologize for not leading the show off with some Sum 41 beatboxing. Um, like last episode. Yeah. We are, we are not together this episode, so um, it's kind of hard to really dig into the fat lip or or the hell song or whatever may tickle your fancy this particular day. But we're glad you're here. Our listeners don't know that typically we have a little pregame ritual of beatboxing and and getting our vocal cords warmed up for this. But instead we just have to, can't, we can't do it together. It's a a bummer. And we also do tummy sticks before the show, but that's just a personal choice. Yeah. And hide the cucumber. (laughs) Um, so we are going over Tasha's. I think it's episode eight overall, but it's Tasha's Tasha five. I think it's week nine. Tasha, f- f- uh, Tasha five. Tasha, Tasha five. five. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we got a good show coming up for you um, because the episode was interesting. Um, but yeah. first, before we Lots do that, um, Alex, what are you drinking? Uh, well, a really good friend of mine dropped off some. Uh, Peanut butter graham cracker porter from Denver uh, Beer Co. Wow. One of my beers or breweries in town. Um, this one is uh, 12 fluid ounces of straights. What are we looking at here? Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a five. five is it five? I don't know. You, bottle. I don't see it. Whoever dropped that off sounds like an amazing lover. Yes. They're fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this, 5.6. You're very close. 5.6. Is this friend of yours good looking? Yes. Does he have a sultry voice? Yes. Oh. And he's actually, he's looking and feeling fantastic. And then he's, he's wonderful. Oh, I, can't, I can't talk about him enough. I, I've been blowing up my diary recently. Got to oh, wow. buy another one. Well, what are you I am drinking a hibernation ale, which is an English styled old ale from Great Divide here in Denver, Colorado. It is 8.7%. Um, so for Alex, that means good night for me. That Mm -hmm. means good morning. Um, and, uh, it's not great. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. I have, they've been sitting in my fridge since I bought them a couple weeks ago, but I mean, they're really strong. They're very spicy. We've got a winter spice to it, which is good Mm -hmm. on a cold day, which today is not. It was like 65 today here in Denver. Um, but I want to make space in my fridge, so I'm drinking that today. For, for the good stuff. <laughs> Look how dark that is, though. That is dark. You can't even see through it. I know. So, so that's cheers. what I'm drinking. Well, cheers to you, buddy. Um, we should get your friend on the show. He sounds really handsome. Yeah. Little do you know, you know, spoiler alert, he's been part of the show this entire time. What? It's you. Shut up. Um, it's you oh wow what a surprise all <laughs> those things mention, are true by the way can i just mention to our listeners by the way that a beer being stuck in your fridge for two weeks means it's not a good beer a beer <laughs> stuck in my fridge for two weeks means that i just haven't gotten around to it yet <laughs> are, are you calling me are you calling me an alcoholic or what are you what are you saying no, no I, I, I i my beer goes fast in my fridge so yes. well you you enjoy a beer when you watch football or when you're you know watching a good show like The Bachelorette. 
wake I up. Drink, I drink a beer when you come over. That's, that's why my beer is still sitting in my fridge a week later. <laughs> it's kind of funny because your wife always says that, or, you know, you always say that I'm the reason why you drink. And the only time that you drink is when I'm around. So I'm honored yeah. and I'm glad that you have a peanut butter beer because I brought that over for you and you didn't take a yeah. single sip the entire time I was over at your house. And I brought that over. So I didn't even crack a single can open. Yeah. Yeah. What do you, but what I, do you think? What do you think of it? I like the peanut butter. Yeah, Actually, I re- yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a porter guy. I, I, I've gotten to the point where I'm, I like the lighter beers. I like ones that I can see through. I like the golden. I'll go, I think darkest I'll go is amber these days. But, you know, it's, it, it is good. I will finish this beer. It tastes like a Reese's peanut butter cup, so. Yeah, it kind of does. It says, damn skippy, it's smooth. <laughs> <laughs> well. But we digress. Yeah, we kind of got we carried got, away on guy stuff. Let's jump back into this girl stuff here. We, we got some really good uh, content here this episode. Let's, uh, let's kick it off. Yeah, so it, the episode picks up where it was left off with the, the two-on-one with Noah and Bennett. Yes. And, you know, before I say anything, I can say, like, big, uh, big props to Tasha for the way she handled it. Uh, I think she asked direct questions and she listened like I don't necessarily mm-hmm. agree with her final decision. Uh, yep. I'm, not, I'm not questioning the integrity of her, whatever. But you know, like I did like how she took both aside, asked direct questions, allowed them to speak, allowed them to elaborate, then came back and then made a, a seems like like a just decision based on what was presented to her. Um, yes. But I also really liked how Bennett did not mince his words. He did not. St- take back anything he said he's just very resolute in what he said and he told her that he thinks that Noah's is deficient in three of the four pillars of emotional intelligence um he owns his world where i i said that he has zero percent chance of ending up with you and here's the reason why mm-hmm. which i think that you could have answered that easily um well what i appreciate is that bennett might be the first guy or let's just call them, let's, let's pull them all together. First contestant in any bachelor bachelorette season where somebody goes, he was saying this about me. And then when the bachelor bachelorette comes in and he goes, is this true? Bennett stands by as a word. He goes, yes, this is what I said. Yes. I'll own, I said. I'll own yeah, it. I own it. That's what I said. It. And so, I mean, kudos to that guy because he's the first person to ever do that. Most of them talk behind each other's backs. And as soon as it comes out, they try and, they try and, talk around it or kind of squeeze, try to squeeze out of it. No, but it's like, no, I said what I said. Here's why. And, and I think that Bennett could, I think that something that bugged me with Tasha is I don't think that making a decision, like questioning, like saying that she won't end up with Noah is not questioning her integrity because this whole thing is a process. And I think Bennett should explain this better. It's a process. You're going to say yes to people that you're not going to end up with because you're pursuing yes. different things. In the end, I don't see him being with you for X, Y, and Z, but I'm not questioning you for trusting the process and trusting your gut along the way. And that's something that I was going to ask you because I feel like that was, you know, I don't, you can call it a slippery slope, whatever you want to call it. I feel like she jumps immediately to, the, to this assumption that he's questioning her integrity or her judgment. And I'm like, what? No, just be, because she hasn't seen all of the sides of Noah yet because she hasn't been living with him in the same house for three weeks now. Yeah. Like, I feel like, and again, and I think this is where Noah nailed him spot on, you know, where he just, he he talked to Bennett about how he was being condescending. And I think it was more so 
Bennett being condescending is what ruined his chances in the first place. Well, I thought no. She, she even mentioned that. She said, "Yeah, I see the way you talk to people sometimes." Yeah, and he is condescending. But do he I is. do I think do I think he knows he's being condescending? No. No. Which yeah. is which is either the sign of a sociopath or a sign of a a genuine person. But I thought Noah's line was brilliant when he said that I'm afraid this will be turned on to you if you ended up with him yet. I'm like I'm like wow. Props to Noah for thinking on his feet because that's a brilliant line, which I think yeah. sunk with her. Um, yep. And again, I, I don't understand that tie. I don't understand how she tied that to her integrity or her judgment. I don't either. By Bennett saying, I, I see that there's 0%. It's kind of like, yes. your, it's kind of like, guys, it's like making a power ranking system. Like you power rank the, your favorite fruit. And like all of a sudden it comes down to strawberries and bananas and you don't know where it falls. So you make a judgment call and people are going to disagree with your placement of strawberries versus bananas based on their own personal experience. But at the same time, it's part of the process and those fruits have to land in a certain order, you know, or else, you know, am I, am I coming through clear to you? Where, where is this going? <laughs> it's going exactly where it needs to go. I'm saying, I'm saying that Tasha has, to give out so many roses per deal. So she's going to say yes to people that are not going to be the final answer. In fact, yes. everyone but one is going to be the final answer. Exactly. I mean, what is the probability that no is going to get chosen? Zero. Very low, right? Well, it, just, just, just probably, like, just statistically speaking in general. One out of 12. Right? Exactly. So less than 10%. Yeah. Bennett just calls it. He says zero actually for you because <laughs> she's going to, as she gets to know him more, she, he's not going to be, again, she's concerned about him being ready for marriage. Right. Now we're old, we're old guys now, but he's too young. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't. He, I mean, I've been through some shit. He doesn't know what he doesn't know what he's getting into. Well, just think about this. I mean, I'm 31. I'll, I'll use this. I'll, I'll, I'll give myself the same age gap. Right. Did 20-year-old me know 19. what he wanted or whatever? No. You know, Bennett says there's an 11-year 11 11 difference between him and, and Noah. Like, I w- I'm a way different person now for the better than I was when I was 20. And, I mean, it's a valid argument. It, it's going to be. I, th- I think so um, as well. I mean – I got married at 27, engaged at 25. You know, my idea of what marriage is was so different at that point in life. Now being 32, mm-hmm. now being 32 and divorced, you know, like, like it ain't, <laughs> it ain't sunshine and roses all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're still having emotional feelings towards your mustache, that you can just grow back, then there's, you know, emotional attachments to it, then you're probably not ready for marriage. And mm-hmm. I, and I agree with Bennett in that part. So it's kind of hard. It's interesting. Cause you look at the negative backlash that Bennett's getting. Yeah. He's a douche, but I mean, he's, he's honest and you know, like he, he does not lie to her. He treats Tasha good when he's with her. Um, mm-hmm. That's why when she sent him home, cause she ultimately chose to send him home, not give Noah the rose. She said something didn't feel right. And you know, like, he kind of had some serial killer vibes the rest of the episode. Bennett did. Um, 
like legit serial killer vibes. But like, like when, like when he was walking, when like when she's walking him out. Yeah, like at the end of the episode when he's just standing there, he's like, "Hello, Tasha." Oh well, yeah. We <laughs> well, I mean, got there yet? Matt. I know, I know, but <laughs> even when he's walk, even when he's walking out with her, he's like, "Whoa, is this real life?" Like, I'm shocked. I'm yeah, shocked. yeah. Is this really goodbye? Yeah. Hey, 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 to be fair, he had a fairly graceful exit because he could have had he could have had a walkout for for the ages, right? But yeah. instead, he's like. Okay, I, I, I'm shocked. But good luck. There's a lot of good guys left. I mean, he took the high road. I mean, yeah. I, 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 going back to your sociopath or really good guy, you know, straightforward. You know, it should be a game. Uh, sociopath think, or really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, here's here's how I see it. I think he's a good guy who's got a bit of like an engineer brain. You know what I'm saying? Like guys are just so smart, also that yeah. they can't really relate to dumb guys like you and me <laughs> that like when they try and talk to dumb guys like you and me and i don't know noah it, it comes across as condescending because like i don't know how to talk to you in a way that you'll understand <laughs> i'm not as dumb as you think i is buddy i know you're smarter than i am i'll, I'll give you that much but <laughs> I'm not i'm hard you're, 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 the, you're the tallest little person in, the, in, the, in our in our duo here <laughs> all right i don't know what that means but i'll take it um but i think that i mean you know, like I laughed because of our our jokes in the past when Ed was going through a gift and he saw the mustache socks and he started to laugh. Like mm-hmm. in the picture, it was like a, it was like a, like a half a second snapshot, but it showed Ed picking up the socks and laughing. Mm-hmm. And I was laughing because I was like, "Oh, it's because he got a perfect score on his math portion of his SAT." Like he gets it, like <laughs> like the highbrow humor. Um, he gets Bennett's humor, yeah, because yeah, they're on, they're on the same level, like intellectually. But um, I just like so Noah goes home and uh, no Bennett Bennett goes home. Sorry, Bennett goes home and then Noah starts pounding Tic Tacs like his breath was. He's like sucking on a someone's butthole he's, for like five he's, hours. He's nervous or he had some really bad food before walking in there. <laughs> but I I love how Tasha walked in. She's like, "You shouldn't be smiling. This isn't a victory for you." I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, put the little boy in his place. Yep, like, I that like was that. that was awesome. I love that. Um, yeah, and then well, to be fair, the kid had such a shit eating grin on yeah. his face, it was worthy of her being like, uh uh-uh, uh, no, right? I, like, I respected Tasha so much for that one. She's like, uh, no, this is not a victory for you. And, you know. and I'm trying to think about, I'm trying to think about like other two on ones in the past, yeah, and when the victor was left, if they were all smiles, and I, I can't say they were, I think they realized they dodged a freaking freight train. Yeah. Right. And they're, I don't know if it's respecting the moments, the right word, but they, they're, they're self-aware enough to be like, this is serious. I just dodged this. Right. And I got to get my act together. He's, yeah. he's not there. He's, he's a dog chasing cars. Right. Like he's just like, Oh, I won. Like, no, that's not, no. And um, I think, I think the rose that he gets at the end during, you know, at the, you know, the, the very end is, uh, not very end, but during the rose, the rose he got the last rose. I think that was a producer pull. I don't know. I mean, maybe she did want him to get it, and they just and the producer pull was was they made him his last. But you oh, know, man, I, some I, of the some I, of the send homes make sense to me though because Ed's a Ed's a wet blanket um, and, and so uneventful. I thought there was gonna be something that I thought there would be something eventful that would lead to Ed's departure. Nothing happened. And then Spencer, <laughs> Spencer, I don't know why he went home. I thought 
pictured him as a front runner. Yeah, I mean, he was a flash in the pan, um, if you think about it. Around but, for three episodes and gone. But I think that, um, first off, Noah dresses like he's on a frat retreat. But yeah, um, I think that if I were in Tasha's situation, I get the Noah pick because why not have someone that's young, fun, and brings a different dynamic? When you look at everyone that's left besides Noah, they're all super serious with a lot mm. of drama and baggage. So why not have something that's uplifting and fun if you have one rose to spare? Because I don't see I didn't see Damar getting a rose anyway, and I didn't see um, Ed getting a rose. I thought Ed stayed two weeks past his expiration point. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I think that I think who we saw go home. I don't know. Again, could have been a production thing, but there wasn't a whole. We, we didn't know too much about Damar. We didn't know too much about Ed, other than the fact that he liked to pick fights with other guys who he thought he could outsmart. Right. Yeah. There's only that. There was that episode that he had where he was kind of one of the main characters. That, but outside of that, you never saw him talking to Tasha. You never saw a relationship developing. You know, and then Spencer's the same thing. We didn't see too much of Spencer outside of the very first episode when he was getting a little aggressive playing that little water polo game. In the pool. Yeah. That's it. That's all, that's all I know of Spencer. So, I mean, it seems like they weren't worthy of, of making it past the, the editor's cut. That's what yeah. it sounds like. To begin with, I just got a text message from my kid's school that someone in their school tested positive for COVID. So, hooray! Yeah, so the school's closed until the 16th. Oh boy, which means I'm working from home and I have the wiggles playing in the background on my conference calls. <laughs> All right, sorry, I digress. Sounds um, like a wonderful conference call, yeah, <laughs> no joke. Um, so, um what did you want to touch on we're at the rose ceremony so i i thought it was funny when ivan's like how many roses are there i can't see that far and then everyone counts the roses and realize three people are getting cut one two three four five there's five of them this many um but then all of a sudden they realize three are getting axed and all of a sudden everyone gets super like sad like scared yeah so um and, I, and so, uh, you know, ever, Damar, Spencer, and uh, Ed. Ed go home. And then they all then cuts to the next scene is where they're all sitting around waiting for the day cards. And I want to know where Noah got his sweatshirt with no sleeves. I mean, do him and Bill Belichick have the same designer or, or personal uh, dressier or clothier? Um, I'd like to get one of those. That's just a personal tangent. I'd like, I'd like a sweatshirt with no sleeves. No, no, that, that's gym high fashion now. So if you want to get a sweat on, but you still want to try and flex your guns in front of the ladies, yeah, there's there's a there's a a clothing line that does that for you. So okay, oh, good to know. It's gym, it's gym fashion for sure. So, uh, but, he, but we know he's one of those guys. So. Yeah, and he has that ready to go, which yep. is interesting. Um, but JoJo comes in and tells them that um, next week is hometown dates in a COVID era. So I'm wondering if there's like a zoom party that's coming down the pike. Um, but uh, all or of a sudden, they put a pig plexiglass wall in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, no joke. But, um, or their whole family has been quarantining Quarantined for 14 days. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. It's more expensive that way. It zooms. He's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, but then all of a sudden Zach breaks down in tears because, you know, 
families right. are. What, yeah, what, what does he even say? I'm sorry. Like, I, obviously, his mind was going somewhere that really touched on a kind of a, a, a soft spot in his heart. But all I basically heard from him, and I, I think I shared my note with you when we were watch, when I was watching this, and I was like, Zach cries in front of all the guys basically because he says that he had parents and that they're married. <laughs> like, I, did you pick up anything other than that? from what he was describing. All I have are assumptions and I can't prescribe assumptions on people. Having said that, here I go. Um, (laughs) He is an addict Mm -hmm. and he has hurt his parents so many times. He has fucked like, so there's something that in here that spoke to me as a divorced male, Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. divorced person is that, families go through the trauma of divorce just as much as the person that gets divorced. And you have, what's his name? Brand, Brendan, Zach, Brandon. Brendan and Zach are two guys on, and Tasha have are all three people that have been through divorces and their, their family went through the trauma as well. Zach's family on a whole different level mm-hmm. has the trauma of the him. Trauma. Drug rehabilitation. Being in drug rehabilitation, stealing all this lies, deceit, and whatever it may be. I think him, I feel like there's a sense of not worthiness that Zach mm-hmm. has for his parents. And so inviting them into his happiness probably brings him grief and despair, mm. which makes me wonder if he's ready for it. I don't want, I don't know anything about it, but I feel like there's some sense of like addiction and there's like I, a, I could see that or I could see the fact that he's finally gotten to a point where he's healthy. He's doing healthy things. And now he's moving on with his life in the, in a healthy direction and has somebody that he really cares about. And to share that with his parents might be for him kind of like a, a look, look, ma, I made it type of moment for him. Yeah. So, but I, I could very, I, I could see either of those, hell, maybe both of those scenarios are taking place in his mind at the same time. But the reaction was so odd mm-hmm. that, it makes me question I mean, if he's ready for it. It, mean, hit him, it hit him immediately. Like he, he teared up before he even explained himself. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was, it was immediate. So I, I think that, that, that was weird, but then, you know, like there's, there's a lot of heavy shit to talk about in this episode because yeah. we'll get to Ben's one-on-one now. I mean, they did a scavenger hunt and I think the only perks or things to mention is he took his pants off voluntarily to get into yeah, a I was gonna say, In that fountain, I was like, I, I at one point I saw he had pants on and the other point I'm like, I just see a shirt and like white thighs. Did he, did he take his pants off? Like, I, mean, he, I missed that part. But. He didn't want to get his jeans wet. And Tasha's like, I don't mind him taking off his pants. I mean, in fact, I think it's kind of cool. Blah, 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 blah. Well, here's, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it this way. If you ever get your jeans wet, like you fall into a river or something like that or whatever, wet jeans are the worst. <laughs> Cause they take forever to dry. <laughs> it's true. Um, but uh, the only other thing to mention in the first part of the date was, um, well, the worst part. Hopefully, you're going to mention this is that they rode those damn electric scooters, like the the limes or the birds or whatever the they're limes, called. Birds, whatever, yeah. Um, but the the coronavirus pinata made me laugh, and they didn't show them hitting it. But I, I did just, catch that one. I yeah. appreciated that they had a coronavirus pinata for them to hit. Um, but um, I've got a quick question for you in that in that moment before we go down a super serious route. I got the vibe that Ben was sick and tired of playing these games because when they hit all the pinatas and none of them had the letter, the next clue in it, he ripped open that cactus thing. Like he's like, I'm over this. 
<laughs> she got like, even she was like, oh, all right, we're not going to beat it up. He just grabbed it and <laughs> ripped it apart. I, I think he got tired of it too. I mean, it's the last pinata that you chose to hit is the right one. So, um, yeah. you know, taking a couple swings of that stick, I mean, it's uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> and he's got that military aggression pent up in him. But, I mean, like, I feel bad for Ben because he Oh, well done. Um, excuse me. In the evening portion of the date, see, I'm using my hand up here. Um, I didn't get her line of questioning sucks. She's like, it's almost you came to me and it was almost like it's too late. And, and I told you, you really need to step up, but why are you so stressed? It's like, you literally told me <laughs> I was almost too late to do this. No, I mean, and she's like, you're almost like too perfect. And then you yeah, hear, I, I hate that. I hate that statement. I hate that statement too. And you know, I, I know what he's saying. Like, I'm just a human, but I thought it was interesting how he said the military conditioned me um, to kind of stymie all of that stuff mm-hmm. and not get into it. And it's like a lot of these, you know, football players, military men more, and women, military men and women, um, they're conditioned to react to certain stimuli a certain way so that they can be the best soldiers they can on the field uh, or on the battlefield. Um, you know, like I thought it was very interesting that he chose military conditioning because it's a very unspoken part of, you know, uh, mental health of, of soldiers when they come back from war, if they go to war or whatever it may be. Well, and, you know, what I thought was interesting too was that he, and he, he explains this a little bit as he starts kind of telling her more about who he is, but really go, he gets into the fact that this concept of, again, it's funny, we were, we were talking about this earlier on the podcast, but this feeling of being unworthy, right? That he's unworthy of being taken care of, yeah. right? And I feel like military and even, even sports, even athletics can get, can get you in that mindset where it's like, you're only as good as what you can produce for the team. And it's you, it's not you. It's, it's the 11 people on the field or it's the, you know, your squad or your unit where it's like, you're everything that you do is supposed to be of selfless behavior. Right. And so not that I'm saying that any of these institutions are training you to like, no, you're a piece of crap. Don't, you know, whatever. But I think it's when you do that for a long enough period of time, you know, for kids playing football can be, 12 to 15 plus years right and it just kind of conditions you like like oh like my problems aren't worth even bringing up right Correct. um and i can only imagine i can only imagine the military when, when you're worried about keeping your heart pumping right blood to your body <laughs> right that you know you're if you're going through something emotionally you're not going to bring that up especially not to your squad and, sure. and I think it, over time, it just conditions you to be like, I'm not worthy of having any of my emotional needs taken care of. Correct. And so, I mean, then he kind of drops a bomb, which is like crazy to do on national TV, but he had two failed suicide attempts, which circles back to that, her statement that you're too perfect. Like there yeah. couldn't have been a more stinging words to his ears mm-hmm. than, than you're too perfect. This, those three words. Yeah. Um, Imagine how much he must have cringed at hearing that the first time. Yeah. I would. And, and uh, so I think that it's important to speak on this. Um, he said that therapy saved his life. His sister saved his life as someone that's gone to therapy their entire life. It's important. 
If you're feeling those feelings, if you feel like you don't have worth, you do go talk to somebody because um, someone's lying to you, whether it's your brain, whether it's the devil, whether it's someone that's not kind to you, be Mm -hmm. sure to talk to someone that can understand you. And I can't stress the importance of therapy. With that out of the way, did anyone look more inconvenienced to be on camera than Blake Boyne as this episode? Yeah. He's like, every time the camera went to him, he's like, oh, crap, like, I have to do this yeah. some more. He's like, ever since he had to, like, he thought he had to go nude on TV for three times in a row. Like, the guy's been super stressed out every time the red light turns on in his direction. He's like, oh, I got to talk to Noah. Oh, my gosh. Then he cries. He cries when he gets a one-on-one. What is yeah. it with these people? Hey, I'll put it this way. Somehow Blake is flying under the radar, in my opinion. He is flying under the radar. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, a, he's kind of a character still. You know, I, think he's, he's, I don't think he's a bad dude. I think, but you, know, it's like you hear little tidbits about him throughout the last you know, nine episodes. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe he's the new Dark Horse because Ivan's come out of nowhere, right? He was our Dark Horse, and now he's like – you know, he's a, he's a podium contender, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. So who's our, I mean, Blake might be our dark horse at this point. I think Blake goes home on his one-on-one. That's my mm. guess. Um, but mm. we'll he's going to pull a Claire and do a whole one-on-one just to send him home at the end of it. Well, I think that, so Ben gets a rose. I think Ivan's a shoe in for the final. How many people go to hometowns? Four? Four. Cause then it, then then it comes, comes, to, it comes to fantasy suite. Yeah, they yeah, and they supposed to travel around at the somewhere, yeah. but I think happened in the so season. I think Brandon goes, I think Ben goes, I think Ivan goes, and I think Riley should go, but I don't think it's gotta be Zach because she's told him she's falling in love with him. Um but I'm getting ahead of myself, and I know <laughs> that we're coming close on the clock here. Um but she takes a group date of men, these five men to take polygraph tests with Jojo yes. reading polygraph tales. I'll give you the cliff notes. Um, Ivan is aroused by Tasha. Noah got layups and he misses his mustache as much as his mustache misses him. Okay. Child. Um, Brendan got straight up oranges. Um, Zach has cheated, but he's also not a liar, which is important. Interesting to point out. Wait, then, played that wonderfully. Played that wonderfully. Yes, he did. He ended up, you know, and then Riley lied about his name, but is honest. So why don't you tell us why, how Zach played off the cheating deal? Well, so yeah, so in the lie detector test, Zach says, or when asked, have you ever cheated on a girlfriend? Uh, or on someone, right? And he says, yes. And so Tasha's like, it's always been a deal breaker for me. So by the time they get to their, their night session, right? their cocktail hour um they <laughs> they end up sitting down one-on-one on the couch and he and she he ends up leading her out of this whole story about how is my buddy's friend or my buddy's girlfriend or whatever and it sounds so terrible right and as he leaves enough just for this like awkward pause for her to just kind of like process what he just told her this whole story about how he cheated on his, his girlfriend he and he french goes, kissed a girl at bolorama <laughs> then, then he says i was in sixth grade <laughs> And all of a sudden she's like, oh, okay. Like we're good. All right. Like it's like, which, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's, it, that's once a cheater, always a cheater. She said, she said it. and he, and he said he cheated on his first girlfriend. 
does does cheating on a girlfriend at no matter what age you are is is that ever not a a thought is my question what do you say that a different way? just 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 the way the way that Taisho kind of was like oh that's nothing was kind of like well i don't know for me as a guy i'm like he still did cheat i know he was a child right but like yeah. i mean i'm not saying i'm not saying it's huge red flags i'm just saying she was just like I think she likes him so much. She's going to be like, oh, whatever. Like, yeah. Oh, it's nothing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's like the rules keep changing. <laughs> and, I, and when I say that, I mean like it used to be like cheating was just physical. Mm-hmm. And, and now cheating can be emotionally and cheating can be spiritually. And cheating, like, like the act of physically cheating, it's like sixth grade isn't. Uh, nothing burger my sixth grade girlfriend i don't know if she listens to the show or not still friends but it's like i said you're my girlfriend and then i didn't talk to her for five months until she broke up with me so it's like it's like really like how much again we're dogs chasing cars we have no idea what to do once we get a girlfriend yeah i mean now my high school girlfriend's different you know like because there's emotions attached there's a lot more physicality or whatever it may be but my sixth grade girlfriend literally is like she came up to me and broke up with me after dating for five months. And I was so shocked. And at the same time, I was like, I haven't really talked to you. The Where last did five this months. come from? <laughs> we the... Five months. What the hell happened? I thought everything was going great. <laughs> um, so I don't know, but I've like, you know, now it's like emotionally cheating. It's kind of like, if you like relate to a friend who is a different gender, all of a sudden it could be construed as cheating. If, mm. if your relationship's bad, if you have a bad relationship with the relationship you're in and you have an inability to talk about certain things that you can't other hear, mm-hmm. you know, they could be construed as cheating. So it's kind of like all cons- dis- misconstrued now, but um, I thought Zach, yeah. Zach's answer was fine. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, no, no, yeah, don't worry. I, I'm in that same boat. I'm like, the dude was a child. Like you don't even know it. Like, again, you don't know what you, hell I was, I had a girlfriend in my freshman year of high school. I still didn't know what to do. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know. Like, I think we broke up two weeks later because like, I, we didn't hang out for two weeks straight. I saw right. her on campus, but it was like, she was like begging. She, I could tell in retrospect, I could tell she was like, all right, we need to go hang out somewhere on Saturday night. Like, what are we doing? Like, and I was like, nope. Well, I have my mom and dad take us somewhere. Like, F no. Like, <laughs> that wasn't happening. I think as a guy, like, when you're like young and you ask a girl out, like after you ask her out, you know, the hard part's done, you know? And then like, as a guy, as a young kid, a young man, you're like, Oh, I did it. I have a girlfriend. It's great. Let's ride this as long as I need to check, check. I've got a girlfriend. Are you going to kiss her? Fuck no. Uh, (laughs) But she's my girlfriend. So she better not think about other guys. I'm going to hold her hand. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. Um and I thought all the guys handled their question marks really well. Felt really bad for Riley. Very interesting story. He changed his name from a junior to a something brand new for a fresh start. Um mm-hmm. feel really bad for Riley because I feel like Riley's being railroaded <laughs> a little bit. Cause I think there's zero percent percent chance that Riley wins and he's such mm. a decent dude yeah. that I like hate to see him like step in beyond his comfort level just because i know well, it's, it's not just like happen it's just like jason right yeah claire ripped jason's heart out and then all right peace <laughs> see ya yeah 
I think Riley's Riley's being potentially could be dragged along a lot further. I mean, I think as far as like who's the most real right now, Riley, hands down. Oh yeah. I mean, that Riley is a is a, he's a dude. He's got he's got a tough exterior, but I mean he's breaking it down when it's appropriate, if it's appropriate. You know, if he was in the situation with Tasha where he could go at a normal speed, I think he'd be really good for her. Mm-hmm. But the shit accelerates everything, so mm-hmm. um, she ends up giving nobody a rose, which is a move I actually respected. I did too. I actually did like that because of where she was getting with all of those guys. How do you give one guy a rose? You can't. I'm sorry. If you, if you have that many people open up that much, like you would absolutely devastate someone. If like, it's, it's completely disrespecting what they just went through. In my yeah, opinion. I agree. And I thought that, I thought it was a classy move. My tip, my hat to her because mm-hmm. I was, I was like, these guys are not going to understand. They'd be pissed in the moment because they can't see the conversations that everyone else had. But at the same time, like it could be a devastating, especially how hard it is to drop walls with someone. Like if you drop walls and all of a sudden it's like someone else is, you know, what do you call it? What's the word? Affirmed or. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Affirmed. I'm talking with my hands a lot today. Um, I just want to show you my new bruise. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Looks like your dad grabbed your arm real hard and said, stop it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> the dad. Hey, Hey. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I thought it was good because I thought, you know, like if she were to give the rose to say, Zach Riley would close up again or, or Ivan mm-hmm. would close up or Brenda would close up or Zach would close up. No, yeah. I would give two shits. So who cares? Yeah. Everyone else. Wait. Yeah. And, and again, to your point too, it's like one of these is not like the other. <laughs> it's like all these other guys are grown men and they had to work through some stuff. Yeah. No, like it's Noah like has yet to get there. He just has yet to get there. Do you miss your mustache? No. <laughs> Well, I think it misses me. It's like that's that was his hardest question that they showed us. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, so then she goes back to her villa, or should I say, Chateau Benet, because Bennett shows up and he's yep. like, "Hello, hello Tasha, can I talk with you?" And then she's like, "Oh my gosh, you look beautiful." And she like they go inside, they sit awkwardly down on the couch, and then Bennett, I think in the most sincere Bennett way possible, actually express love to her yes and i yes. think she felt that and that's what i was gonna ask you because what i saw from those interactions or their interaction i think she had i think he he won her over up front as it went on her face you could see visibly change from like she felt special she felt like like he was really doing making a grand gesture like he's really serious about her he just confessed that he, he's falling in love with her and as they kept talking she started getting back that same stern look in her face that was like it's time like that she had when she sent him home in the first place and i was like if he would have shut up and just said i want to make it work with you and just let her make a decision she, he might he might be walking in I, at, at night but see i we find out the little spoiler looks like he is coming back, so we'll find that out anyways. But I think though I, I that, that her voice changed from positive and glowing to like it's time, you know, I'm gonna walk you out. Right? It's like she he lost her somewhere there in that but, interaction. But he gave her the space, which is like yeah. so 
refreshing to see. Like, I don't want you to have to feel like you have to answer me right now. Take the time to think about it. Mm-hmm. Like, he did not force her to make a decision. He just expressed his case, and then he backed off. Like, mm-hmm. like this is a very adult approach to things. It is. It is. It's not good TV, but it's a very adult way of approaching this. Like, I'm going to put this out there, and I'm going to tell you why. And she, I think like she re- re- felt that. I think she started thinking about the other men, which is mm-hmm. kind of why her face changed. Like, how do I bring yeah. them back in and yeah. without making everyone pissed? And I don't think you can do that. Um, but um, the only thing I did not like about Bennett's plea, if you will, was that he said, I never would hurt you. And I swear, he said, I swear to you. He said two very absolute statements that i think that it's impossible to make because you can never tell somebody you'll never hurt them well and what do we know about absolutes only Only, a sith deals in absolutes (laughs) only a sith deals in absolutes i think about that all the stinking time um but uh yeah so we're gonna pick up and figure out whether she invites bennett back on or not judging by everyone's reactions it doesn't look favorable to everyone else so we'll have mm-hmm. to wait and see so that's the episode at the end of every episode we give a stones rating we each have two stones to give naturally and two stones means you enjoy the episode uh one stones means it's i and then zero stones means that an act of castration is preferable than watching this episode um we also have the lowly vaulted uh deli meat scale which alex <laughs> gave an Italian sandwich last week to uh, the episode. So we'll have to see what his creative brain picked up this time. But um, I'm going to go first and I'm going to go two stones. And I do not think that it was super entertaining, but I think that this episode has brought more mental health awareness out for men than any show I've ever watched ever before. And I think that there's a lot of important themes and topics that are kind of taboo that are being completely flushed out. And it's mostly from Zach and Ben and their, uh, and Jason and and their willingness to be open. So I'll give this episode two stones, um, mostly because of Ben. Yeah, I think, yeah, I was struggling between one stone and two stones, and I was leaning more towards one stone. I'll give it one stone. And my reason was exactly that, though. There was a, there was a, I found myself looking at other things, flipping on the Instagram account while it was going, and I wasn't missing a whole lot, right? So like you said, you know, it wasn't very entertaining. It wasn't, I was like, I wasn't burning a hole through my laptop taking notes as I was watching, right? So, um for for that purpose, I'll give it a one stone. However, that meaty scale, I'm giving it a prime, a prime 12 ounce steak of bison. Whoa. It's deep and red, full of flavor, because it was a meaty episode and it was deep. Yeah. So, I liked how I liked how they showed um the suicide helpline in the middle too, because I think that that's important, especially going into another round of lockdowns. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, think about this. Yeah. Like you said, between Jason and, and Zach with his drugs and then Ben, I mean, the poor guy struggled with bulimia and, and with suicide. I mean, he's got some shit to figure out. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, 
And that's, I just hope that Tasha really thinks about her willingness to own that part of the relationship. If, if she goes forward with him, it's a big, I mean, that's a big thing, you know, and I don't, you know, if she, if she was honest at, at one point and she did, if she wasn't sure she could handle it and that if that's the reason why, not because of those, not because of his past, but because of that lifelong struggle. Yep. Right. Um, I, I respect her for it more. Yeah. You know, um, and vice versa. I mean, we're not going to see it, but you know, if she stays with him and invites that fight with him the whole rest of his life, I respect her more, all the more for that too. But you know, we're not going to see that side, but um, I, I, I just hope that we see that she does experience the gravitas of being in that relationship where somebody struggles with things. Well, I think that's a really excellent point to bring up because mental illness or mental conditions don't go away Mm-mm. ever. And, and, you know, a person can learn to cope with it or to deal with it. Speaking with someone that has, you know, a mental abnormality, abnormal normality, like I do, it's something that you learn to live with. And it's something that you learn to tolerate. And it's something that you work towards the second you stop working towards it, it rears its head again. So you have to understand that this is not going to be something that just goes away. And, And Ben's going to have image issues the rest mm-hmm. of his life how much they control his life is completely up to ben his therapist and the work that he puts into it but it's it's a life sentence it does not just mm-hmm. disappear yeah. so i think that i think that there's a lot of good stuff that's being brought to light and i applaud ben and i applaud zach and i applaud mm-hmm. jason for bringing it to light because you know a lot of people think that men just don't suffer and men have it so easy. Or, or we suck it up. We rub some dirt on it. We go for it. So I, I, I'm liking that twist. I honestly thought you were going to go with a French dip sandwich to stick with your deli meat. Like a, you know, but you went oh. a, a bison steak. Steak. Yep. Wow. Okay. Thick, deep, juicy, not a deli meat. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to make fun of you next week. This is going to be tough for me. All right. Three stones, bison steak, uh, episode. So check it out. Uh, check us out on Instagram at RO stones guys on Twitter at RO stones guys on YouTube at RO stones guys. If you want to be a part of the show, just slide into our DMS. We can, we can patch you in here. The finale show I think is coming up, I guess in four weeks. I was going to say they're doing two episodes next week. So we're going to have lots of cover come next week um love to hear your thoughts uh you can uh reach out to us on those things don't forget to rate subscribe share whatever it may be we really appreciate you listening and whoever the person is that's listening on their alexa fucking love you by the way yeah that means the whole house (laughs) you're in are terrible voices that's commitment so if, if you're playing us on the alexa i tip my hat to you um all right Y'all have a good week. Alex, you have a good week too. You as well. All right, bye. Have a good night.